When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, new customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. You can also place the same game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will win, which team will score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, they're secure, they're reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. We've got week zero action. It's go time, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code DNVR. Bet $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly when you use the code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, one per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. College football is back. I cannot wait. CSU obviously not in action this week. But we will have an opportunity to watch a couple of Mountain West teams on Saturday. So it's going to be a nice little, you know, preparation weekend for me. I'm going to be locked in. Actually, going to have the the townhouse to myself. Well, almost by myself. Indy, my my super dog's going to be with me. Girlfriend's going to be out of town. We're going to have a have a bro weekend. You know, watch college football, eat too much junk food, all that fun stuff. Look, guys, this might not be the sexiest slate. You know, Northwestern Nebraska could be a really wonky game out in Ireland. You've got Vanderbilt going all the way to the island to play Hawaii. Wyoming's taking on Illinois. That could be a slugfest. Could see that game being like 9-6 or something. <laughs> but, you know, that that's what this is all about. You know, it's easy to watch the, the primetime matchups, the diehards, the people that listen to this podcast, the people that are locked into college football year-round. They're going to be locked in on Saturday. They're going to be tuned in because, you know, there's nothing better than college football. Like I said, I will go over the spreads for those Mountain West games. Might just go over the entire week zero slate because there's not that many games on Friday. We'll do that every Friday. Today, we're all over the place. It's going to be kind of a hybrid edition of what's happening in Agland, you know, mixed with a next level Rams update, I guess. But I'm going to talk about Ryan Stonehouse. We'll talk about some of the other... Uh, CSU teams that are about to begin their seasons, or in some cases have already started. Before we do get into that, I, I did want to debut a new segment, which I am calling NoCo Eats. I I love to eat, guys. I I should cook at home much more than I do, but I'm I'm terrible at making portions. For one, my girlfriend's on a, a diet right now, so you know she doesn't want to eat the junk that I'm eating. I can't blame her. So I eat out quite a bit, both in in Lakewood and Northern Colorado, obviously, now that I'm commuting between Lakewood and and Fort Collins, you know, to cover CSU. A lot of the time, you know, I end up stopping (laughs) on on game days last year. I actually made a habit out of stopping at the Freddy's 
you know, out on Harmony and I-25 on my way in. It's cheap fast food burger, but God, do I love it. I figured that this could be a cool opportunity to highlight some of the, the local businesses, though, around northern Colorado. If you have a recommendation, you know, you want me to go somewhere, you know, tweet it at me. And if I, if I make it over there, shout you out on the pod. Um, if, if in particular, if you want me to go somewhere and they have something, you know, that it, you recommend, throw that in there as well. But recently, I went to Elevated Sandwiches, which is on North College over kind of by Jack's, that area, kind of tucked in there back in a little strip mall. But it had the best Philly cheesesteak that I have ever had in the state of Colorado. This thing was absolutely flames, guys. Huge, extremely generous portion of, of meat. The cheese was phenomenal. Perfect mix of onions and peppers. So, so good. You can get it with mushrooms. I'm not a mushrooms guy, so I, you know, got that off. But, oh my God. And they come with these Parmesan truffle chips that they make there. So, so good. Could not recommend it enough. Especially if you like Philly cheesesteaks. And, you know, I used to go to Taste of Philly all the time in Old Town. Unfortunately, a COVID casualty, I believe. But this blows Taste of Philly out of the water. I mean, it's, it's not even a debate. They've got other stuff too. I've, I've heard their Chicago hot beef sandwich is really good. Uh, French dip I had from there before was amazing. So go check it out. Elevated Sandwiches, North College. I recommend the Philly cheesesteak, but you really can't go wrong with anything you order. It's a cool little vibe, tiny spot, nice place to have lunch, maybe you know dinner. They've got beer. It, it's awesome. Go check it out. Elevated Sandwiches on North College. And just so it's clear for the record, not even a sponsored bit there. I'm just giving you guys my personal recommendations on these, you know, Fort Collins, Northern Colorado spots. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be FOCO. I'm in Loveland a lot, Longmont, Greeley, the whole area. But most of them will be Fort Collins based just because this is a CSU podcast. We all love FOCO, best college town in America. Yeah, no co-eats. I thought it could just be a fun way to, to highlight some local businesses and for me to find some new places that I, you know, maybe haven't been to yet. I tend to kind of get locked in routine, go to the same spots all the time. This just feels like a good way to shake it up. The other thing that I wanted to debut here is just DNBR Rams poll questions. That's, you know, kind of a classic sports radio move to be, to be frank. But I, uh, I just thought it could be a fun way to engage with everybody. We'll post them on Twitter, talk about the results later. Not necessarily going to do it every day, but, you know, just when I have something that I think is worth, you know, polling you guys on, I'm curious, do you feel like CSU is closer or further to the P5 today, August 25th, 2022, than they were on this day five years ago? The reason I bring this up on this exact day five years ago, I participated in a roundtable discussion with then CSU President and Chancellor Tony Frank. It was back when I was the sports director for the Rocky Mountain Collegian, and you know, naturally a lot of my questions surrounded you know, the future of the on-campus stadium, you know, the viability of CSU getting into the P5, the, the just general vision for CSU athletics. Tony Frank was obviously a guy that, you know, had high ambitions for competing at a higher level than I think what CSU is currently at. But it's just kind of funny, you know, I, I remember back when I was in school, just constantly, you know, CSU to the Big 12, CSU to the Pac-12, CSU to the Power 5. I mean, it, it was... The biggest discussion, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, all the way up to about 2017. And then you have a, a really frustrating football season in which CSU, you know, 
realistically could have won the league, end up, you know, really choking down the stretch, losing to a lot of rivals. It killed, you know, essentially killed all the momentum if if he even had any left at that point, you know, under Mike Bobo. 2018, 2019, really rough years. 2020, 2021, same story. And while I do think that, you know, a lot of the diehards still firmly believe that CSU, you know, as an institution has what it takes to be a viable P5 candidate, it just seems to me like the the talking about it, I don't know, it just seems to be much less of a narrative in, in 2022 than it was in 2017. But you're coming off of a season in which, you know, men's basketball had the highest ever NCAA tournament seating. You have faith that the football program is finally going in the right direction under Jay Norvell. He's recruiting great. CSU currently has the top-rated recruiting class in the Mountain West. And just based on, you know, the moves that have happened around college football these last couple of years, it seems like at some point, you know, moving forward in the next four or five years, could be even as soon as next year, could be a couple of years, who knows what the time frame is going to look like. But there's going to be more movement. So do you feel like CSU has a better chance or a worse chance to be one of the P5 candidates than you felt they did back in 2017? I'll post that on Twitter. You guys can give me all of your responses. Speaking of 2017, a guy that made his debut back in 2017, punter Ryan Stonehouse, continues to push for a roster spot on the Titans. It's going to come down to it. You know, I, I do think that head coach Mike Vrabel has, you know, a lot of respect for Brett Kern, obviously a guy that's been their punter now for well over a decade. Given that he is a former player himself, I'm sure that's, you know, makes it even harder because you respect him so much and you don't want to move past him. All the reports from Titans media are that, you know, Stonehouse is just booming puns day after day in camp. But I think the big caveat is going to be, you know, is he a good enough field goal holder that they, you know, feel reliable that he can do that. And, you know, can he make a a strong final push here at the end? The Titans play the Cardinals on Saturday in their final preseason game. I would guess that Trey McBride probably won't play in that one. You know, he's already had some lower back soreness. I I would think if the Cardinals are smart, they would want to keep him healthy. For Stoney, though, Saturday is probably a pretty big opportunity. I mean, I know I just did an entire rant on yesterday's pod about how preseason games essentially don't matter that much, but that was more just because people were freaking out over Isaiah likely balling out and, you know, Trey not having a catch in the game last week and acting as if, you know, Trey might have been overdrafted or something. Getting that type of hot take from a preseason game, just asinine. But, you know, when these specialists are going at it, they're competing for a roster spot. Obviously, you know, Stoney needs to to perform well. Last week he had the other drop, but he picked it up and was able to run for a first down. That was exciting. You don't want to be dropping punts all the time, obviously. But a nice little showing of his athleticism and wherewithal, you know, to be able to react on the fly and and make the right move after making a mistake, being able to, you know, adjust. That's a big part of of being a professional athlete. Mistakes still happen even as pros, but how do you respond? You know, do you do the right thing? Do you panic? He did the right thing. For Stoney, you know, there's no questions about his leg strength. I really think it's going to come down to, you know, finesse. Do they trust him to be able to consistently pin it in the 20 based on everything that we had seen throughout his career? I don't really have any concerns about that. But, you know, Vrabel, after their last game, did say he wants to see both punters do better in that regard. So a big weekend coming up for for Stoney. I, I really think that he's going to win the job overall. I mean, we'll see. 
I mean, it, the Colts could be an option as well. It's reported that their punter Rigoberto Sanchez is done with the torn Achilles. Saw another report that the Vikings cut their punters. So, I mean, there's going to be some potential openings. The last scenario that I wanted to address was the possibility of Kern winning the job, but Stonehouse still sticking around. They could kind of stash him if they claimed he had an injury and, you know, they put him on the physically unable to perform list or something like that. Every now and then we see some, we see some finessing with the, the roster spots when it comes to, you know, teams really liking a young player, but not believing he's 100% ready yet. And it just kind of gives you some security that having a guy on the practice squad doesn't also, you know, having a punter on the practice squad, not super common does happen, but you probably would rather, you know, keep those spots for, you know, running backs, receivers, guys that you might have to plug and play if you get an injury on the field throughout the season. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, I'm, I'm really pulling for Stoney. It's my guy. It was always really great to cover. Really fun to be around. Really interesting guy. Just a, a cool personality. All right, let's move on. Let's go into an update on some of these other Olympic sports around campus. I do briefly, though, want to congratulate Adam Thistlewood and uh, Lauren Gale on their recent engagement, former CSU basketball star, former CSU track star. Thistle Missile, locking her down. Hey, he's a smart guy. He knows it. You know, if you've got a good one, you've got to know when to commit. And it's, uh, it's clear he did. But, you know, congrats to those guys. That's really, really exciting. I, I Honestly, I, I've never met Lauren, but Adam is, is truly one of the, the nicest people I think I've ever met. Not even just in media, just in general. Like, he is a kind, caring, just cool dude. And it also happens that he's incredibly freaking smart. <laughs> and I do want to talk about some of these teams. Real quick, the dog days of summer are almost over. That means it's time to see Russ Cook at Mile High, watch Jokic three-peat at MVP, or championship defense from Kale McCarr and crew at Ball Arena. Whether live and in person or from the best seat in your house, FOCO has you covered with the best fan gear, gifts, and collectibles from the perfect tote bag and tumblers, hoodies and Henleys, and Stanley Cup touting bobbleheads. FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports. They have yours too. Get yourself decked out from head to toe throughout your home by checking out FOCO.com. Use the code DNVR for 10% off non-sale items. That code DNVR to save 10% at FOCO.com. It's time to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. We've got Nevada taking on New Mexico State this weekend. New Mexico State supposed to be one of the worst teams in the country. They are at home in this one, and they are hosting Nevada despite being at home. They are nine-point underdogs. I like the Wolfpack to cover in this one. I do think it's going to be a long year for Nevada. They're going to be a significantly different team. Saw an article from Chris Murray talking about how uh, their hope is to have two 1,000-yard rushers this year as they transition out of the air raid. Toa Tua came back at running back. He's a stud. I just think Nevada is going to be able to run the football. I think they're going to be able to control the tempo. I don't think this is going to be a scenario in which they win by like 30 but I do think that they cover the nine fairly easily. I am going with Nevada to cover the spread at New Mexico State. Nine points. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Lock it in. What's happening in Agland? Let's talk about it. CSU Soccer 1-1 one one, looks to rebound from a 3-0 loss to Utah. They play at South Dakota Thursday afternoon. The Rams, of course, in the second season under head coach Keeley Hagan. 
CSU opened the season with a 2-1 victory over Utah Tech out in St. George, Utah back on the 18th. Ali Yoshida actually scored the game winner in the 86th minute off an assist from Kennedy Layton. Here is a quote from Keeley Hagen postgame. This is in the recap on CSURams.com. I'm really proud of this team. I have to give credit to Utah Tech for their hostile environment and their physicality. They were able to get on the board on a set piece, and we responded quickly with an equalizer. We made some adjustments at half and battled to get back a very disciplined goal from Ali. Overall, it was a great win, and I'm incredibly proud of our fight to come back. After that initial road win at Utah Tech, the Rams on Sunday the 21st fell again at Utah 3-0. Thursday, August 25th, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, CSU takes on South Dakota to end their three-game road stand here to begin the season. The home opener will be Sunday, September 4th against Southeast Missouri. Montana comes to town on September 8th. That will be the orange out. Yeah, the home opener will be the state pride game. So if you want to check out those sweet Colorado-themed uniforms, head on over to the CSU soccer field Sunday, September 4th at 2 p.m. On Thursday the 25th, though, you can stream the match against South Dakota via the Mountain West Network. All right, while uh, CSU soccer looks to keep their season moving, CSU volleyball is set to begin their season. The Rams currently preseason favorites within the Mountain West Conference. Before we get to league play, though, CSU opens here on Friday against North Carolina. Tar Heels are coming to town after that. UC Santa Barbara will be coming to town on Saturday, the 27th. Uh, the first 1,000 students for the North Carolina match on Friday will get pizza. Bank of Colorado rally towels will also be given out to the first 1,000 students. 4,000 Bank of Colorado wristbands will be given out. Uh, just some quick stats here from CSU Rams. Head coach Tom Hilbert ranks sixth in active coaching wins versus North Carolina head coach Joe Segalia, who is currently fourth in active coaching wins. So kind of a, a clash of the titans, if you will. Both guys have well over 700 wins in their career, while uh, coach Joe Segalia of North Carolina does have more in totality, 849 and 495 in his career. Hilbert has a better win percentage at .779 with a career record of 792 and 225. That's pretty crazy when you think about that. For, with as long as Hilbert has been coaching against the quality programs that he's faced, he's still been able to win more than three out of every four matches that he's coached against. As some series history, CSU is 3-1 and one against North Carolina. They are 1-0 and oh against the Tar Heels all-time in Fort Collins, 2-1 and one against the Tar Heels on the road. Rams will look to extend that all-time series lead to 4-1, and one, which is impressive against a team out of the ACC. Again, on Saturday, UC Santa Barbara comes to town. CSU last faced UC Santa Barbara back in 2016 and actually suffered a road sweep. In 2014, that was the last time the Gauchos came to town. CSU was able to sweep. All time, CSU is 3-4 and four against UC Santa Barbara, so a chance to tie up the uh, all-time series. They are 2-0 and oh against the Gauchos at home, though, so want to keep that unblemished mark. As far as the roster goes, CSU returns 12 letter winners from last season, as well as three newcomers and freshmen, uh, Jazz and Dabina, Gray Foster, and Delaney McIntosh. Out of the returners, the Rams welcome back starting setter Sierra Pritchett, who finished second in the Mountain West. Uh, total assist standings last year with 1,082 total assists. 
She also finished third in assists per set, averaging 9.84. Junior outside hitter Kennedy Stanford is also on the list of notable returners. She finished fifth in the conference in kills last season with 366, which also led CSU. The 2021 Mountain West Newcomer of the Year, Annie Sullivan, also returns this year. The outside hitter totaled 296 kills last year. She transferred uh, into the Mountain West from High Point ahead of her junior year. So a lot of returning talent for Tom Hilbert's squad. We shall see if CSU can win the regular season again. They won the regular season last year, but then lost the tournament, which Boise State won. All right, I'm going to give you an update on CSU Cross Country and the men's golf coaching staff. But I do want to talk about AG1, a product from Athletic Greens that has genuinely changed my life. I, I just I wanted better gut health. It's something that I've had issues with for years. I could use more energy without, you know, relying on caffeine all the time and optimized immune system, all of that stuff. I've been on AG1 for over a year now. I love it. It doesn't taste like, you know, you're taking a health product. Normally those shakes and just various, you know, products are, are gnarly. With AG1 and Athletic Greens, it, it's awesome. It's just one scoop in your water every day. It's got kind of, to me, it's kind of tastes like, I don't know, like kind of orangey, citrusy, but it's not a very distinct taste. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in that bad boy. It's just a great way to start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things that you should probably be concerned with, quite frankly. I take it in the morning when I eat breakfast. You know, you can do it at any point of the day. You could put it in your lunch, but it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're good. It costs less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health, but it's you know cheaper than going to Starbucks or something like that. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So you don't just have to take my word for it. Take you know the word from actually intelligent individuals. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition routine, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, go to athleticgreens.com rams. That is athleticgreens.com rams. Get hooked up with five free uh, travel packs and a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, the preseason polls for both men's and women's cross-country have come out. Both the men's and women's team have been uh, tabbed to finish third in the Mountain West, respectively. The men's poll has Colorado State tied with Utah State with 49 points. Air Force was picked to finish first, followed by Boise State, then CSU, then Utah State. CSU will begin the 2022 season at the Wyoming Invite in Cheyenne, Wyoming on September 3rd. After that, CSU will make stops in Minnesota and Wisconsin before finishing the regular season in Colorado Springs. The Mountain West Championships will be hosted in Laramie, Wyoming on October 28th. Finally, Michael Wilson has named an assistant men's golf coach Wilson was named the new men's head golf coach a couple of weeks back. 
His assistant will be Chris Babcock. He brings professional golf experience. He played professionally on the PGA Tour in Canada for three years upon graduation. Uh, Also spent a year as a PGA Tour caddy for CT Pan. Qualified for the 2018 U.S. Open at the Shinecock Hills in Southampton, New York. He was a four-year letter winner at the University of Washington from 2012 to 2016. Had four top 10 finishes in his collegiate career, including uh, co-medalist honors at UCLA's Gifford Collegiate. He played in 26 tournaments back when Wilson was an assistant coach at the University of Washington, so it makes sense. They have this uh, previously established relationship. Excuse me, getting a little tongue-tied. Here's a quote. I am extremely excited to welcome Chris Babcock to Colorado State men's golf family. Michael Wilson said during my time coaching with him at Washington, Chris always stood out to me as a leader. He has the ability to bring people together and to create a competitive yet fun environment. He knows what a great culture looks and feels like and is not afraid to work hard, compete hard, dream big, and bring others along with him. He'll be able to work well with the team and help them through his time and experience both as a former college golfer, tour professional, and PGA tour caddy. We have a quote from Babcock as well. I'm thrilled to be joining the Colorado State men's golf team as the assistant coach. I want to thank the CSU Athletic Department and head coach Michael Wilson for giving me this special opportunity. The CSU golf program has a rich history of success, and I look forward to using my experience to build on that tradition. We will have fun, work hard, and we will win. Go Rams. Look, I'm no golf expert. I've never been around the guy, but his resume is is very much intriguing to me. I like that you are bringing in a younger guy as the assistant coach, just going to be, you know, potentially a little bit more relatable as far as just generational experiences go. I think it's good to always have, you know, some younger coaches on staff for any sport that can just, you know, kind of connect with student athletes on a, on a different level. But I, I really like that he has tour experience professionally. Now, you know, both guys on staff played professionally. They lived through it. They can, you know, talk about their experiences and help these CSU golfers get to where they need to be. More than anything, though, I like that he was a PGA caddy. I think that's just a unique experience and a different perspective to be able to provide. I think that's really cool. Before we go here, I do want to shout out CSU senior on the men's golf team, Davis Bryant, who recently recorded an ace on hole number two at Fort Collins Country Club, used a nine iron from 177 yards out. He's a guy that's been very successful over his career. Nice way to make a a strong impression with the new staff, though, recording a hole-in-one before the season even begins. You could give me a month. You could give me a full month with a nine iron from the exact spot in which Davis was able to record this ace. And I bet you I wouldn't even come within a couple of, you know, inches of the of the flag. Maybe, maybe like a foot if I was really lucky. Probably more like three to five if we're being honest with ourselves. And uh, most of them wouldn't even make the green. So shout out Davis Bryant. Recording a hole-in-one has got to be one of the more badass feelings that you could have. It's got to be up there with like, dunking on someone, I don't know, hitting a home run, scoring a goal, just one of those where you feel superior to everyone else around you. I just thought it was really cool. I'd I'd actually love to get him on the podcast at some point and talk about his career, the transition to this new coaching staff, and then, you know, obviously what that moment was like recording an ace and uh, how exciting that was. But that's all I have for today. I'll be back with more podcasts over the next couple of days. Make sure you keep an eye out for all of my written content as well. 
Exciting, man. College football is back. Week zero. Next week, we're full-on in game mode. I cannot wait. Going to be an absolute blast. I can't believe how fast it's come, honestly. I mean, training camp was kind of a blur. That's how it always goes, though. All right. Much love, y'all. Hope you guys are staying cool out there. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I wanna be I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head So now she's rocking my teeth, tucked into new Prada jeans And we ain't spoken a month, but I just saw her last week The lipstick stain still on my cheek like we ain't talk enough And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions And this is more about me and all of my self-deception I'll tell myself a lie 100 times, don't need corrections But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson And the peaches out from Palisade And they sweet as mama's marmalade And this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums And my mama slapped that bass, and my sister sang these songs Dancing hand in hand, we were tripping to left feet Like a middle school slow dance, no one knew how to leave But I'm so thankful for these days, they put a smile on my face Flirt with me when you're bored, that's what I'm here for Talk to me softly, till I get a little more Attached to the fact that you reply so quickly Dash and retract only when you get sick of me Sit back reminiscing back to when I got them digits I swear I need a witness of somebody quick with pinches I was out there floating, all them feelings felt indigenous To places I don't visit, heart eyes when I'm grinning Heart eyes and them emojis You said you won't be on me, I said you won't be lonely You can't count on me like a bank teller counter ain't never felt prouder never holding back don't got a front when i'm around her i want to listen more like maybe i should say less i'm not sure how to make an album this is just my best guess my best friends are producers send me beats i bump the playlist imagine all the hours ableton was stuck on repeat all for me to rap about some girls who didn't like me sb 404s and stupid bars all wrote on loose leaf i wait a lot on promises that sound like maybes my contacts still just numbers but in person call me baby like why i fall in love with Every girl that wanna date me Introspective but scatterbrained on the daily I'll make a tape with the homies and rap the same thing I know it's just rhymes but it sounds like everything And the peaches out from Palisade And they sweet as mama's marmalade And this shit sound like summer days The windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies My daddy play the drums And my mama slapped that bass And my sister sang these songs Dancing hand in hand We were tripping to left feet Like a middle school slow dance No one knew how to lead But I'm still thankful for these days They put a smile on my face